Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. What is going on, guys? It has been a minute. It's been way too long since I recorded a podcast, and I'm a little little embarrassed by it. It's been 11 months not quite 11 months, we'll say 10 and a half, since I last recorded an episode, I think it was 10 and a half, um, somewhere in that range, way too long is all I know, and I was really just kind of getting burnt out last, I think it was March, um, and I just told myself, all right, we're going to take a break of podcasting just for a couple weeks, because I felt like I was getting in this position where I was just posting podcasts, just getting them up, to get them up, just to say, oh, check that off my to-do list, and I wasn't really putting everything I had into them and you know so I was like ah we'll take a break for a couple weeks those couple weeks turned into a month and then three months and then six months and then almost 11 months but here we are we're jumping back into it and I just recorded this first episode back and I gotta say it was it was a lot of fun jumping back into things and to my credit there was a lot happening over this last year or so we got two dogs we got one dog Bo, that was close to the time that I took a break from podcasting. It's all his fault. I'm going to blame it on him. So if you ever hear dogs barking in the background, you'll know. One of them's a wiener dog, and they're pretty yappy. That is Bo. And then we recently got is my wife's dog growing up. Um, he, her name's Roxy. She was just in a position that my father-in-law couldn't take care of her very well with his work schedule and stuff and so we brought her in and she's just an old quiet grandma dog that sleeps all day but she's a sweetheart we love her so gotten dogs over the last little while leo my son who's three now turns four next month and so he's just grown up he's in preschool and it's just been an interesting year i have gotten a lot busier with client work which is a great thing i that's why i'm doing all this is to help people and so that's been awesome but it has that takes the biggest priority and so sometimes you have to pull away from content a little bit to focus on the biggest priority which is client work at the moment and that's really a lot of that is coming from tiktok which is interesting i never thought i would be making content on tiktok but it has definitely definitely been worthwhile that's for sure but anyways guys that is enough about me and what's been going on i just wanted to give you a little update of everything and let you know that i'm back in the business of podcasting and i really enjoyed this episode we talked about body recomposition aka building muscle and losing fat at the same time to fix the term skinny fat which i'm not the biggest fan of and we we talk about that in the podcast but anyways i hope you guys enjoy this episode first things first i'm not a big fan of this term skinny fat it doesn't it just it sounds rude. It's <laughs> just like skinny fat, but that is what most people know it as. And if we're being honest, like if we're talking about somebody that has a relatively high body fat percentage, they're not overweight, but they also have a relatively low amount of muscle mass, but they're not underweight. They're like their body weight's about right. They're just their body composition isn't what they want. You know, saying an individual with a relatively high amount of body fat along with a relatively low amount of muscle mass just doesn't roll off the tongue like someone who's skinny fat. So even though I think we should make a new term for it, like soft and skinny or 
I don't know. That's not that's not much better, but a little better than skinny fat. But anyways, we're gonna use the term skinny fat because that's what most people know it as. And there are luckily there are a few things that we can do about this. It's not like this lifelong curse. I was at one point what I would consider skinny fat. I mean, growing up, I was always kind of a a chubbier kid, which I think. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, but I think that's really what drove me to fall in love with fitness, I guess, so much and like want to help others who are in a similar position as I was at one point. Anyways, uh, there are a few things that we can do about this. It's not going to be this thing that you have to deal with forever. And I did it the wrong way when I first um, kind of got into fitness because I started out being a little bit, I wouldn't say overweight, but I was kind of a chubbier kid. I was always self-conscious about that growing up. And so when I got out of high school, I focused more primarily on weight loss. I had a little bit of lifting weights in there, but I was never consistent with that. And I just wanted to lose body fat. So really the biggest thing I did was eat less food. And what do you know, that works for losing body fat. But at the end of that, like I had lost a good amount of weight, but I still was just this skinny fat kid like i i didn't have much muscle i was a little bit leaner but i still wasn't lean enough to like have abs or anything like that so i was just kind of in this position where i'm like well that kind of sucks like i did lose i did what i wanted to do by losing fat but i'm still in this position where i'm like not very happy with my physique and that's a, a super common thing i've had a lot of clients especially over the last I don't know, I would say year or so since I started posting more on TikTok about like my personal fitness story and how I was in this position. Um, I've had a lot of clients in a similar position come to me and so I've been helping them a lot with that. But anyways, there are some things that we can do about this to do it the right way, unlike how I did it. And the first one is you have to give your body a reason to have to adapt. You kind of have to force your body to adapt. You're not going to get away with just doing a bunch of cardio and restricting your calories like I did. Of course, you'll lose body fat, but you're not going to be happy with your physique in the end because you're not you're still not going to have much muscle and you'll just be skinny less fat, I guess. Uh so you have to give your body that reason to adapt and the way you do that is through lifting weights. You have to have some form of resistance training. That's how your body preserves muscle and builds muscle, which is the goal when we are going through, this is called body recomposition, where basically it's fancy words for building muscle and losing fat at the same time. And I guess before we jump into all the things to do, I'm going to take a step back and tell you guys that this is not for everyone. Now, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're in a position that you want to address this skinny fat thing. I, I imagine you're not like some jacked bodybuilder listening um, about how to fix skinny fat. So I imagine you're struggling with this yourself. And so the first thing here is that it's not for everyone, not for everyone and their dog, uh, not for dogs in general. I don't think I've ever seen a, a skinny fat. Actually, I think there's skinny fat dogs out there, like chihuahuas tend to be when they get a little little chunky towards the end of their lives or 
I guess, throughout their lives. If their owners feed them, they get a little skinny fat. Uh, anyways, my point is you, it doesn't make sense for everyone to focus on body recomposition, a.k.a. building muscle and losing fat at the same time. This is why, for example, advanced bodybuilders, they're not out there focusing on body recomposition. They're either trying to get jacked or they're trying to get shredded through going through either a bulk to build muscle or a cut to lose body fat like they they go through those cycles in order to accomplish body recomposition over time but it's not not at the same time and it's not happening simultaneously so if you're more advanced that's really the biggest thing it's probably not the best option for you um, just because you you it would be more efficient to either focus on building muscle or losing fat now if you're somebody that's kind of in that beginner maybe even intermediate stage you're in a better position for it especially if you're like brand new to this stuff you're in a good position because you're you can just look at some dumbbells and you'll start building muscle like beginners can really build muscle even if they are in a calorie deficit and losing weight over time it's a very very common thing so if you're a beginner like I'm, I'm happy for you because this is, this is going to work out well for you. Um, intermediate starts to get a little bit trickier. Or really, if you're somebody that's overweight, you can lose body fat while building muscle just because you have extra energy on your body that it can burn off while using those nutrients that you're taking in to actually build muscle mass. So if you're a beginner, if you're overweight, if you're in this kind of skinny fat position or you just haven't been eating or training very optimally uh, that's kind of the position i was in i was just going back and forth i could go to the gym one week i would go like five days a week hardcore and then the next week it'd be like one day and then the next week six days and then the next week zero days so it was just so inconsistent that i could never see results with that and that's where a lot of people are in their fitness journey and if that's you it's actually a good thing because you can more effectively go through body recomposition and build muscle while losing fat. So with that out of the way, now that you understand that this is not for everyone, makes the most sense for somebody who's either a beginner, somebody who's either overweight or skinny fat, or just haven't you, you haven't been eating and exercising very well, you're in a pretty solid position to be able to recomp or build muscle and lose fat. So that said, let's jump into what exactly you need to focus on. So there's five things here, five kind of little bullet points I'm going to take you through. So the very first one, the most important one is that you have to give your body a reason to have to adapt. You have to basically force your body to adapt, which it's it, it's not as bad as it sounds. Basically, you have to lift weights and you have to focus on progressive overload. You have to be consistent with this. Like I said, if you're lifting weights five days a week and then one day the next week, like you're not going to see the best results with this. You have to be following a program consistently. It has to be a, a relatively well-designed program. Uh, you're not just going in and switching out exercises every single week and doing random things and not even keeping track of your performance. Like you have to get a little bit more meticulous, meticulous with this stuff. Um, so you have to be lifting weights. I would say a good range. If you're just starting out three, four days a week, if you're kind of in that intermediate stage, four or five days a week, so really anywhere between that three to five day per week range is going to be a solid 
starting position. And I always tell clients and I have clients lean towards that lower end just to start out, make kind of take baby steps, not be too overwhelming to begin with. And we can always increase things from there. It's not like we have to start out hardcore brother going six days a week because so many people do that. I've done that in the past and you just you just get burnt out. And so it's always smart to start small, work your way up as you get those habits in place and get in a, a solid routine with things. So number one, lift weights, focusing on progressive overload and progressive overload, basically just fancy words for making things a little bit more challenging over time. You're progressively overloading, you're making it challenging over time time (laughs) so with that uh the most common there's a lot of ways to go about this the most common way people do this is through increasing the amount of weight they're using on a specific movement so if you're doing bench press one week you might use 100 pounds then the next week the goal is to go up to 105 pounds and match the same amount of reps that you did the the previous week now if you're a beginner you might be able to do this each week for quite some time and you might progress linearly like that but chances are you're going to hit a roadblock where you're not able to progress as consistently and so you have to be a little bit smarter about your programming when when that comes in place now increasing load is not the only way to progressively overload you can increase the amount of reps you're doing while using the same amount of load you're using the previous week you can increase the amount of sets although you have to be a little bit careful with that you can't just you know increase the sets every single week or eventually you're going to be living at the gym and that wouldn't would not be fun you'd have to bring your sleeping bag and uh, wake up every 10 minutes to get a couple sets in so you, you can't be doing that linearly usually a combination of all these is the best you can also progressively overload by using the same amount of weight doing the same amount of reps doing the same amount of sets but improving your technique that's a a really good way to progressively overload and your technique should always be the foundation of all of this so there are many ways to do that those are really the main ways and if you're doing that over time this is basically telling your body that okay things are getting more and more challenging what is going on here like we have to adapt to this because we know In the previous weeks, things have just gotten more and more challenging. So chances are things are going to be more challenging next week. And so we have to adapt by building muscle to keep up with that. So that's number one, the foundation of all this lift weights about three to five days a week, focusing on progressive overload. Now, number two is you need to decide your main goal. And this can kind of be a challenging one for some people because it's like, all right, I'll ask people when I do... uh, phone consultations i'll be like all right if you they're in this position they want to focus on body recomposition and i ask them okay what is the main goal like if you had a gun at your head and you had to pick between building muscle and losing fat what would your answer be and it's a challenging one because people are in this position where it's like well both like i don't know what the top priority is but you, you need to get clear on like if i had if i absolutely had to pick one what would that be? And that helps in determining what we're going to do with your nutrition. So that is number two, decide what your main goal is. That one's a little more simple than the first one. Once you have that down, 
this gives us a good idea of what we're going to do with your nutrition, specifically your calorie intake. So number three is you need to be eating close to your maintenance intake. Your maintenance intake is just the amount of calories that you need to eat for your body weight to remain about the same. Now there's going to be fluctuations. It might go up a couple pounds from one day to the next, but over the course of say a month, it should be within like one, two, maybe three pounds of where you started, depending on if you had a fluctuation that day. So over the course of time, you shouldn't see that weight going up too much. You shouldn't see it going down too much either. Should be close to your maintenance intake. And really, I don't have like I don't have the best way to tell you exactly what your maintenance intake is with clients. I bring them in the first week of working with them is getting an idea of where their maintenance intake is. And so I usually start out with a pretty big range of calories that is kind of my best estimate of what their intake would be their maintenance intake. So let's say that's, you know, we have an individual that their maintenance intake is probably between 2000 and 2500 calories. I'm just going to have them eat somewhere within that range, tracking their calories on usually my fitness pal, the app. Um, and we'll see where they fall within that range naturally. And we'll see what their body weight does. Now, sometimes we're not going to get this. Usually we're not going to get this dialed in the very first week. It takes a couple weeks to see get things dialed in with a specific calorie intake. Maybe we see that they're averaging right around 2,400 calories, but their weight was trending up pretty hard. Then we know, all right, that's probably above your maintenance intake. That's probably a slight calorie surplus. You're gaining weight. So we're going to drop that down. Let's try 2,200 this week. And then we keep an eye on their weight, make sure that we get, we kind of fine tune things as we go to make sure that their body weight is staying relatively stable. Now, this is where your main priority comes into play. If your primary goal is fat loss, we want you eating in a slight calorie deficit. So we, we want your body weight coming down slowly over time. So with this, we're not looking at like, you know, three pounds every single week. We're looking at like, depending on the body weight of the person, but probably really no more than one pound a week unless you're overweight which this is a different conversation because we wouldn't be you wouldn't be listening to this podcast the skinny fat podcast um so really if you're in this kind of healthy body weight range you probably shouldn't be losing more than about a pound a week when we're focusing on recomposition anything more than that and your body's just not getting the nutrients that it needs to be able to build muscle. Now, you'll lose body fat if you're losing, say, two, three pounds a week. You'll definitely be losing body fat, but you're not getting in those nutrients to fuel your workouts, to recover from your workouts, to build muscle. It's not going to happen. So this is why we want that slight calorie deficit. So we're getting the best of both worlds. We're able to lose body fat, albeit a little bit slower than if we were strictly focusing on fat loss. But the trade-off is we also get to build some muscle along the way, which is a it's a win-win. Now, if your goal, your primary goal is building muscle, we want to flip that and we want this to be a slight calorie surplus. We just want your body weight coming up very slowly over time. Now this, we're going to want it to move at an even slower rate than when you're focusing on fat loss because muscle gain is a much, much slower process. So really, if you're gaining more than, say, two pounds in a month it's probably a little bit too 
too quick unless you're a brand new beginner and you can just pack on the muscle. So you want this moving at a really, really slow rate. So that is number three, eating close to your maintenance intake. And if you guys need help figuring out your maintenance intake, I will link a free guide that I have. Um, I'll link it in the description so you can access that and it'll help you figure out your maintenance intake. You know, you could just use a calorie calculator online that'll give you a really good idea, but this is going to help you kind of make those adjustments afterwards. So I'll link that in the podcast description so you guys can snag that. Now, on to number four, we need to be eating enough protein. So it's pretty simple. You you need that protein to be able to accomplish the building muscle part of things. And also can help a lot with fat loss we have something called the thermic effect of food which is basically how many calories your body burns through digestion protein is the highest out of all macronutrients so if we're talking about fat loss it definitely can help there Uh, it's also the most satiating of all the macronutrients so you're going to get the most satisfied and stay full the longest from protein compared to carbs or fats obviously the the exact source kind of can affect that if you're having a protein shake it might be a little bit different but generally protein is going to be more satiating so helps with that but the biggest thing is you need that protein to be able to recover from your workouts from that progressively overloading stimulus to be able to build muscle because that is half of the entire equation is building muscle so for most people I get a lot of kickback with this sometimes, uh, but eating somewhere between 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight is going to be a really good place to start. Now, I tend to like that to be a little bit higher when we're focusing on body recomposition, just because with, you know, especially if we're eating in a calorie deficit, that protein intake is a little bit more valuable for us because we're more catabolic, like tissue is breaking down. We are losing weight when we're in a calorie deficit compared to if we're at maintenance or a surplus, it's not as catabolic. We don't risk losing muscle near as much because like we're gaining weight. Our body isn't restricted by any means. It doesn't need to get rid of tissue. And so muscle's pretty safe in that position. So generally between that 0.8 to 1.2 range, you probably want to lean towards that 1.2 range. If you are focusing more on fat loss, maybe that 0.8 or so range, if you're leaning towards building muscle, that's a really good place to start. So since I don't know math very well, let's make this easy. Let's say you're 100 pounds. That's going to be between 80 and 120 grams of protein. Actually, I have more confidence in myself. Let's say you're 200 pounds. That's going to be 160 to 240 grams of protein. Don't check my math because that could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, so that's a, a pretty big range. Obviously, the heavier you are, the bigger the range is going to be. So really just get yourself in that range and you can kind of manipulate things depending on you know what your goal is, what's realistic for you. But generally between that 0.8 to 1.2 grams is a solid place to start. Now, finally, we need to just track progress and adjust things along the way because you know one calorie intake is not going to work forever. One progression scheme is not going to work forever you're not going to be able to just add five pounds of the bar every single week and so we have to keep an eye on these things we need to make some adjustments so you need to use the scale to track your body weight make sure that it's trending at the right rate if it's not say you know you're aiming to lose about one pound per week and for the last two weeks you've been super consistent with your diet 
your activity hasn't changed and all of a sudden that's like a half a pound per week then we know all right we need we're probably in a position that we need to decrease calories slightly i wouldn't do more than like a 200 calorie decrease but you get the idea you need to be tracking your weight and adjust to help adjust um, your calorie intake over time you also want to take a look at progress photos just to make sure we're seeing those visual changes because where the goal is body recomposition body weight is going to be staying relatively similar throughout this process again it might go up a little bit might go down a little bit but the biggest thing that we're going to notice changes with is the visual changes in the mirror with progress photos and you're going to be super biased you're especially with the mirror you're going to look in the mirror you see yourself in the mirror every single day you're going to be like ah changes are not happening what is going on here and that's that's pretty much how everyone's fitness journey goes but then if you look back at progress photos from you know three months ago you're like okay something's happening here this is working so progress photos that's why i make my clients take progress photos. i don't force them to if they're if they're not comfortable but generally i really do like progress photos from clients because it does it gives you a bigger time frame so you can actually see you're not it's, it's not a daily thing where you're just looking at yourself in the mirror every day and you're like eh, nothing is changing you're seeing yourself from you know three months ago and you're like okay this is working and then that really bumps up motivation so you want to use progress photos to see those visual changes another really good idea is taking circumference measurements you know, if you're losing inches around the midsection, which a lot of people tend to carry more body fat in the midsection, but your limb measurements, so like your arms, your legs, those measurements are increasing and the midsection measurements are decreasing. That's really one of the best signs that you are going through recomposition. You're building muscle and you're losing fat. So that's the other thing. Take those body measurements. Again, like you don't absolutely have to i would really recommend it similar thing with clients like i don't absolutely force them to but it's something i strongly recommend because it gives us the best idea of what's going on especially during a recomposition because if we're going through fat loss we just we kind of expect the scale to go down over time that's you know the best indicator that you're losing weight and should be a lot a lot of that hopefully all of that is coming from body fat but with a recomposition phase it's like eh we're not seeing much going on with the scale and so we need as many tools that we can utilize to track progress and then of course you want to track your biofeedback make sure that your hunger isn't getting too high making sure that you're not you know your stress isn't crazy high from having all these things dialed in make sure that you're sleeping good you have good energy uh, your sex drive isn't tanking because if things like that are happening you know that all right maybe i'm pushing this a little bit too far maybe i just need to Take a break from, especially if it's, you know, you're leaning towards the fat loss side of things and you've been doing it for a while, you're probably in a position that you want to bump those calories back up to, you know, closer to your maintenance intake and just chill there a little bit, let your body recover. And, you know, you might be in a position that it makes more sense to focus on building muscle from there and, you know, kind of forget the whole body recomposition thing because I'm going to leave you guys with that. That's one thing is body recomposition. It is not the this amazing thing that's just going to work for the rest of your life and pretty pretty soon you're going to be this jacked bodybuilder and you'd never <laughs> focused on, you know, bulking or cutting. Like it, it's not going to work that way. 
you know, once you get to the point where you are more of a, what I would consider intermediate, you've been doing this for a while, you've had things dialed in, it's going to get harder and harder over time. And so once you get to that point, that's when you're in a position that you want to think about taking a step away from focusing on body recomposition. You're not going to be skinny fat anymore, which is the, the good news. And then you can focus more on what your biggest priority is at that time, whether that's building muscle or losing body fat. So guys, that is everything. That's the whole crash course of body recomposition and fixing this whole skinny fat, soft and skinny situation. So I really hope that one helped you guys. If you have questions, always feel free to shoot me an email. I will have my email linked in the description of this podcast. You can shoot me over some questions. Always happy to offer advice and I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.